Summer frequently ends abruptly in Minneapolis, where the natives speak of the theater of seasons with a pride not unlike that they take in the Guthrie Theater and the Minnesota Vikings. It can be there one August day, the summer, and be gone the next as the clouds sift down over the lakes and the beaches go grainy and lonely beside the white caps. I knew such a day was coming, had to be coming, but the August warmth was still hanging in the trees, and I was sufficiently optimistic to buy some new Slazinger tennis balls, the day Hubbard Anthony and I played our monumental world-class five-setter. I hadn't lost the weight I'd promised myself that summer. I was still struggling into my Fred Perry shorts and shirt with a distinctive marking. Snug, yes, but I wear them on principle, proving a point which recedes each summer. I was freshly forty, and not prepared to make concessions to time. The day of the five-setter was also the day Larry Blankenship blew his head inside out against the green and gold-flocked wallpaper in the main lobby of the building where I lived. I'd played three hours of sweating tennis with Hub at the Norway Creek Club, and my ass was dragging. He was sixty years old, hard as the judge's bench he sat on, and possessed of an infernal stamina which wore me down over five sets. The temperature hung entrapped at ninety, but huge oaks left the clay courts shade-dappled, playable, but Hub craftily used the shadows. After winning the first and third sets, I began to go a trifle rubbery in the face of his great, awful, cannonading serves. They rocketed down like V-2s, blurring in and out of the sun and shade, and he took the final two sets, 6-2 and 6-1. I'm a rather boorish loser, but I had to admire the way he'd paced himself. We stood at the net, Hubbard looking as if he'd been out for a pleasant Sunday afternoon hit. He was grinning at me, spinning the sixty-dollar Arthur Ashe carpet-beater in his large, tanned hand. "'I'm sure you cheated somehow,' I said. "'Come on back for a drink. Tell me your secrets.' I was puffing. "'It's only a game,' he said, as we walked back to the clubhouse, past the pool with the kids shouting and splashing, and the mothers looking eighteen in their bikinis and tans. But it's more fun to win than lose. Everybody was looking too young, too vigorous. It made me nervous. Hubbard was talking while I watched all the breasts struggling to slip out of their bikinis. What? I said. I miss that. Zen tennis, he repeated, in that patient, judicial way. I've been playing it for years, and now this fellow's written a book about it. You've got to let yourself win, he says, Paul, as opposed to making yourself win. Cutting it a bit close, don't you think? Well, your body knows how to hit the shots. You must simply let it do what it already knows how to do. He twirled the racket again. My body weighs twenty pounds too much, twenty pounds larded in between knowing and doing, All you have to do, he went on, is let your mind make a picture of how the shot should be hit, how you've seen Laver or Rosewall hit it, and let it happen. He chuckled, apologetically. Of course, I'm oversimplifying. Of course, I said. Sweat was burning nasty little holes in the corners of my eyes. Let it happen. Hubbard Anthony was too good for me, a fact which I discovered all over again each summer, but I was counting on time as my ally. In ten years I'd be fifty, and he'd be seventy, and then, by God, I'd show the old bastard.
Showered and dressed and exhausted, I flung the Porsche around the lake of the Isles Boulevard with a childish daring, which I equated to the great Fangio behind the wheel of his Ferrari, or whatever it had been. Fangio dated me, of course, and the Porsche looked as old as I felt, but driving it fast helped me regain the self-respect I'd labored so long that afternoon to lose, to squander. I wheeled it up the driveway to the guests' parking area since I'd have to take Hubbard home later, and it was obvious that something was happening. There were two police cars, an ambulance, and a rescue squad van cluttering up the driveway, and a nattering wave of curious tenants lapped at the edges of the red carpet under the canopy.